guys, it's Camille. And I'm Chris. You're listening to Two Nobodies in Entertainment. Uh, I think after listening, it'll be pretty clear. <laughs> okay, let's okay, let's get started with our first episode, the Charizard Chronicles. Charizard Chronicles. Charizard Chronicles. Charizard Chronicles. Charizard Chronicles. I love it. Okay. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh, so have you gotten any comments on the um, the poster? Yeah. Um. Yeah. People are big fans of the poster, which is fun. Has Martin I, Marufo seen it yet? <laughs> yeah, I think I I sent it to all of them. He's um, so far, um, he I don't think he has shared it, nor has Kayla or, oh no, Ali Ali shared it and Mike shared it and Eric shared it, but That's Kayla cool. and Martin have not. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I got the feeling, I thought about this this morning, you know. He's the only one that's getting his ass handed to him. Yes, and he's <laughs> he's the only Middle Eastern origin comic, yes or no? Oh, yeah. Whatever. Well, if, <laughs> if Martin purpose. complains at all, just tell him it was unintentional and it has nothing to do with anything with other the than. the impending war. <laughs> right. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. yeah. He's, um, a, he's actually Mexican, so it's like it's kind of been an issue for a while. Oh, geez. Yeah, so it's fine. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think it's fine. I think it just ended up he was the third person I drew, and that was right after you said, you know, you can even have some of them fighting. Well, and arguably, like. Eric Bowman is also fighting. Right. Bowling but he looks like he's, he's getting just, the better of the bowling. He's winning, pen. whereas Mark. Yeah. <laughs> Is not doing so hot. So. If this is not intentional at all, I'm so. going to tell him the moment you saw his dumb face, you're like, oh, <laughs> he's getting got. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fuck this guy. <laughs> oh no! And I'm like, I'm like, oh man, that really is not yeah. my intention. Shakes that was not paid. intentional. Oh no. <laughs> Subversive racism <laughs> is affecting. Oh man! Yeah, my my, my great great show. Oh, well, you know, yeah. I'm well. In defense, you were like, well, you know, you can have some of them. You know, maybe maybe some of the uh, they're fighting some of the, you know, the bowling pins. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned something about that. Now you didn't obviously. Obviously, you didn't specifically put who should be doing what. But I had already drawn Mike, right, and you, and then I draw. I drew Martin, and then then I drew him fighting with the with the bowling pin. And then you know you start sending me new comedians. And you said Kayla just wanted to be. Wallace Ruth- Rutherford the third, so yeah. I did that. Which who could blame her, right? And then, uh, you know, I got this wild idea to put Allie in a dress. I'm not sure why. And then, it's and then of course Eric looks like this badass strong dude. So that was easy. I just yeah. used that photo as a, like a template for him to be strangling a bowling pin, but. I really didn't intend Martin. Martin was the third person I drew. 
so the others just ended up as they were. I was maybe thinking about having them fighting bowling pins too, but right, it just right. it just turned out like it is. So I hope he's not upset about that. I don't think so. He hasn't said anything. Not <laughs> I think he would, but what are you going to do? I think um, the poster has uh edge and charm though. I think so. It. Yeah, the um uh, when I went up to the actual bowling alley to put that poster plus one of the, like, every second Tuesdays, there's comedy things yeah. up. I, um, the, whoever, the guy that was handing people bowling shoes was very impressed with your work. So, oh, very nice. Okay. Well, I've got that audience. Yeah. So, so, you, know, so you really got, you really cornered that market. <laughs> well, also, in my defense, his picture was rather hilarious. Anyway, what is he holding a lobster oh, yeah, or something in that photo? I think he's holding a um, like I don't even think it's a living lobster. I think it's either a a dead or a uh, what is it called taxidermied ah taxidermied lobster or it's like a wow. lobster i can't remember i don't know so it's a stuffed lobster and but i can't remember i mean he never told me no one specified i'm strictly speculating and i have no facts so uh what's new in your world uh well i just got back uh from iowa yesterday playing a show at uh, performing arts center with mandy barnett which went well that's cool and then i i played two of my songs for the 200th uh, show of the Acne Jazz Radio Hour. Oh, I which I've been a guest on several times, but but he asked me to play, so I ended up playing uh, Old Scratch and He Ain't Got You, and it was fun. Yeah, you know, I was tired from traveling all day, but it was it was good. But you suck it up for your art. Yeah, ain't that the truth? I'm, and I'm, uh, I've got to go to New York and play a showcase with Mandy this weekend, so I'll get to see my brother and his wife. And, That's pretty uh, cool. And I finished that animation for Something in the Water. I'm busy trying to finalize the master of that track. And I'm also now like working on make making uh animation for my for like an epk i want to do solo gigs just me on piano mm-hmm. and oh singing. and have the animation in the background kind yeah, of yeah and right like, right yeah or yeah but I, i'm now i'm working like this epk is actually going to be animated characters this is the deal actually mm-hmm. so you <clears throat> it's almost works like a, a the camera view is the is the audience member and the audience member sees a poster of me playing at this club walks in the club and a mater d or a hostess walks him down this aisle while this old jewish comedian is completely bombing on stage (laughs) and and he views the 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 protagonist, the guy who's walking in the club, views also uh-huh. to his left as the hostess is walking him down the aisle. He views a like a a geisha girl or whatever smoking opium and going out of her mind. And then the audience is completely like 
lambasting this comedian while he's trying to do his set because oh, he's just boy. completely bombing. His well, his jokes are going to be old vaudeville jokes that are like one-liners. That so he'll are just he'll have tired it. and terrible. He'll have it coming, yeah, and then so he gets frustrated. The comedian gets frustrated and announces me, and then I'm going to have to green screen myself walking on the stage to the piano. And I'm, it's actually going to be live video of me green screened oh. into the animation, you know. So that's what I'm working on right now. That's pretty it, cool. Yeah, yeah. I feel it's, like you've been you've been mixing like real live action look, with um, with animation recently. Yeah, like uh, uh, what'd you do that for? Lurid fairy tale tales. I did, yeah. I've done that with. I guess that's the first time I started with that. Yeah. Lord Fairy Tales. Yeah, I haven't. It's very visually interesting. That's good. Even if it is your face. (laughs) That's that's not good. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I had someone tell me that, uh, like you said, it's visually interesting. They said it it kind of transports you almost to another thing like all of a sudden with this live interaction with the animation mm-hmm. i'm also and i'm sorry i'm taking up so much time with what i'm doing but i've no, got you know how my mind works i'm also trying to figure out you know the whole hologram thing like the how uh, like what they did with uh tupac shakur yeah it actually wasn't a hologram of him it was what's called uh shoot now i can't think of it somebody's ghost it's an old parlor trick that magicians did back in the 1800s with mirrors and projections and stuff so it's almost like it's literally smoke and mirrors it's literally smoke and mirrors and i want to do that in my live show where where i interact with what looks like one of my animated characters being on stage with me Oh, that would be, that's yeah, also that a possibility. Would be, yeah, maybe that's something you know. that we should maybe look into and think about. <laughs> You're such a narcissist, you know. <laughs> I like it, though. It, it suits you somehow. I'm not sure I know, why. It's, it's tough. I feel terrible. <laughs> you sound like you're just yeah. torn about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. it really, it's really uh, got my goat, I tell you what. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, oh, I where I had something to say. Oh, have you heard about speaking of holograms and things? There's um, there's a hologram performing at Coachella this year. I know that. Oh, I know really? this is like news that's right up your alley. So, but I know we, what Coachella is. That's about as far as I get into that. I yeah, know it's what it is. it's a big music festival. It, Thank you. It's the, yeah, it's the monetized version of Woodstock, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like Woodstock with a business plan is all but there I forget what it's it's like oh I'm just gonna sound racist if I try and but it is a a Japanese um, pop quote-unquote artist but it's just a it's a hologram and everything is computer generated like I don't even think it's someone's real voice it's like a it's a it's not even a robot it's a hologram and like people all creating this voice of this pop star and it's now performing mm. at Coachella. Yeah, well, so I they've mean, created a pop star like out of the pop star doesn't exist. The pop star exists only as a hologram. Exactly. But right. like yeah, I 
I don't know. I think it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of a big deal that it's performing at Coachella. It's probably only got like a 1 p.m., 2 p.m. slot, but uh-huh. still, that's that's wild that enough people know and listen and are fans of something that doesn't exist. <laughs> I, that's weird. Have you me. seen the Black Mirror episode but, with Miley Cyrus in it? Yeah, that's, yeah. 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 Well, and then there, this concept... This was this whole concept was originally a Disney Channel original movie. That's the first I've heard of this concept. Do you remember mm-hmm. it's oh, it's called Pixel Perfect. Do you remember that? No, I don't no, I don't. Oh, it had um Phil of the Future was starring in it, not as Phil of the Future, because that would throw a wrench into the whole Right. The whole time space continuum. But he <laughs> he's just this like computer nerd that creates a hologram that's a pop star and then she like she learns really fast and she does a good job she starts like making hits and things but then she starts wanting to be her own person uh, it, it just yeah. it you know how it it's just absurd. anthropomorphizes yeah. and that like the learn co- her learning capacity ends up with her having like feelings and things and so she tries the singularities to songs, yeah mm-hmm. but she's tied to algorithms so she just generates <laughs> right like yeah. these vomit songs where it's like hit me baby genie in a bottle we get it you're you're a hologram yeah. okay sweetie stay in your life yeah. and then well that you know that's a thing i mean and then she's the inside so this is the thing i mean i don't want to get too serious here but this is this is a thing that bothers me and has bothered me for a while about pop music and it's not a new thing, mm-hmm. but, and there, that said, first of all, there's some great artists creating great stuff, even if I don't always grasp what's going on or it's not my thing, I still can appreciate, understand. Yeah. Can appreciate the that there are some brilliant yeah. artists out there mm-hmm. doing what they do, mm-hmm. but there's, there's a thing about popular music that, especially in this these fast moving times where technology is moving so fast that the next new thing is the next old thing before you know it you know yeah and and what it seems what that seems to kind of propagate is is people wanting to be celebrities their whole purpose for creating art is to become a celebrity you know it's the it's the kardashian um or it's even it's even just the idea that art in any form has to have a purpose which that's something i struggle with i think because sometimes you know like even we went back and forth on this podcast for a while and i feel like it was mostly because i was like well this isn't gonna do anything for anyone but number one, I don't know that. And number right. two, it's doing something for me because I'm enjoying mm-hmm. this. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, well, but we're, we're going to throw this out there and see what happens. Yeah. What was that? Go on. I, I said we're going to throw this out there and see right. who's interested. Right. You know? Well, and it's just the idea. It's not to be super anti-capitalist capitalist about it, but like the idea that creating something even if it doesn't bring you 
fame or money or you know what I mean? Like makes it yeah. not worth it. Right. Well, because we live in a capitalistic right. culture. So you, you've got to figure out how to make it viable. The other thing is, you know, there's the, the whole the whole idea that if if something attracts a large swath of people, that means that it's been compromised in some way because you can't please right you know hundreds of thousands of people if you're doing something really wonderful which is there's a bullshit aspect to that but but the problem i have is is again i don't see this as rampant i'm just aware of it i feel mm-hmm. like there are a a good number of artists who really are creating art just for the celebrity of it. They don't spend, they don't seem, they don't seem in my humble opinion to really be creating art. They're almost creating the thing before the art. It's like the dog, it's like the the tail wagging the dog, you know, it's like, let's get, let's, let's, I, I got this cool idea and then they, we have the technology and the, money to see the idea through without having any backlog of thorough information or ability Mm -hmm. or or talent you know and again this is not to take away from those artists who there are quite a few of them today who really are gifted artists you know so well and then it almost makes me wonder because i feel like i i know there are there are some avenues of achieving fame that like I mean when you look at when you look at the Instagram famous lifestyle bloggers Mm -hmm. there or you know whatever it's not right I'm not saying you can't make a living doing that and you can't be passionate about making a living doing that but the reality is you might get to a level of quote-unquote Instagram fame that isn't lucrative but you're you've technically got the fame and if that's a, right. like if that's what's bringing you joy, great. But like people have this idea that being Instagram famous is a lucrative option, and yeah, so then it, they start doing something in the hopes of well, creating this lucrative business plan right. that isn't real. And then, well, I don't know. Now I'm just saying. Well, my I'm my feeling is this: I I'm definitely of a different ilk. I don't even like the idea of, I mean, I, I, I like creating this podcast because I, I do feel that we have something to say, let's say about our, we have perspective from mm-hmm. our perspective in the entertainment fields. But at the same time, I don't create art to become a celebrity. I never have, okay. I never, I never created art to be popular i now popularity is a good thing but that wasn't that has never been what drove me to do it i was lucky enough to grow up in a time where opportunities first of all were rampant Mm -hmm. for young young musicians to Mm -hmm. to play and there are opportunities today but it's a whole different world than it was when i was in my late teens early 20s yeah and and but I've just, I've never felt the need for celebrity. Um, I mean, obviously there are perks to 
to being recognized in this field and whatever mm-hmm. little bit of recognition I've gotten in this field in this field feels really good, you know, and I've made friends and and gotten fans that I do appreciate. However, I I think the whole well let's be Instagram famous, that's I that's what that's how we initially got on this subject. I feel like there's people who don't have a history in art mm-hmm. or art creation or mm-hmm. that just are like jumping on a bandwagon yeah. for the purpose of exactly. fame. And it's like, that just seems that's, again, it seems like the, the tail wagging the dog. It's yeah. like not, not it's, it, it doesn't really serve a purpose in the greater good to me. Right. You know, so now we got really dark. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, well, I it always happens. I don't think we've ever had a conversation stay light and happy ever. It always ends in a very doomsday, like nothing in this world matters. <laughs> <laughs> our lives are lives and then they're not anymore. <laughs> you, you think that I am such a nihilist, which is, you know, there's aspects of that that may be on the surface true but i am not a nihilist i believe in in the vibration of existence you know yeah i think it's i think existence is a beautiful thing yeah i might just be projecting because i think i'm becoming more of a nihilist because that helps Mm. me deal with the nerves when i Mm. go and do comedy i'm like Mm -hmm. you know if you bomb, oh, absolutely. Well, if you bomb, I, I you're think you're probably going to die too, because you know <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely going to die. So why not? Like bombing doesn't matter. Nothing well, in this world matters. <laughs> right. I definitely. I think when you're going to go on stage to perform, you have to have not an fu attitude, but an attitude of look this is what i do i'm prepared right and it's it's good and even if you don't think it good it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things but this is what i do and i do it well Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah so so that i mean that carries me through but again I have to be prepared. If I don't prepare, oh right, yeah, you don't want to fail. Just, you know. um, who is it? Mark Marin has actually a pretty funny joke. Which one time I accidentally, like, started saying on stage, and I was like, "Oh shit, no, I've definitely heard that before," and then had to back out and not. <laughs> it was so embarrassing in my head. Hopefully, no one yeah. noticed. People probably know. Yeah. But um, Mark Marin has this joke, or he he tells a joke and it doesn't land well. And so he like mm-hmm. looks at everyone and he's like, see that, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I did not prepare for this. And that is the best way to prepare because then if you fail, you're like, well, I didn't prepare. Yeah. But if it yeah. goes really great, then I'm like, well, I didn't even prepare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have heard that one. Yeah. It's a, it's a funny concept, but that's, it's not true. It's just funny. Right. Right. But, um, well, so, he's yeah. got that sarcastic voice, you know, mm-hmm. his, his delivery mm-hmm. is very snide, which is also part of his humor. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think 
I've been I've been recently toying with well, and by recently, I haven't been up in a while, but I've been trying to like toy with the idea of how I I know how I come across to an extent cuz I'm mm-hmm. adorable. But I just <laughs> but I don't I have a very sarcastic and like a little bit a little bit of a grumpy person. I'm almost like I'm more so a cat than a dog. You know? Mhm. I see that. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I've just been, You're aloof. You're yeah, you're much I more just, I don't know. It's hard for me to I feel like people want me to be a little bit more excited or excitable on stage. Because I mm-hmm. look like I would be like a little bit peppier and just having a really great time. And we're all having fun here and everything <laughs> is great. But like, I've killed a cat before. You know what I mean? Like, these are just yeah. things. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I mean, don't know how to like play with the like, I have dimples. And I also like. Well, you don't have to. You know, know. The, the, the only problem with that is, as I'll tell you it gets worse as you get older because of because there's things that annoy me now that mm-hmm. would have annoyed me back when i was 27 28 but i would have put up with them because i was like i was young and i was like oh it's cool they're just they're just doing something that i don't you yeah. know that's not the way well, but now that i'm in my 50s i'm like I just have to tell people, I go, man, I, I can't listen to music in the car that loud. That's, that's like, I just can't do it. I, I, I literally that kind of thing. It's like when I was 27, I did, if someone I was playing music at, you know, 90 DB in the car, I'd be like, oh, well that hurts, but I'm, you know, <laughs> this is cool. We're all living now in, in my old age, quote unquote. I'm like, you know, you guys need to turn that down. I can't that's, do that's it. Kinda how I, that's kind of how that's kind of how I feel about um, veganism and animal rights <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Because I, like, I uh, had my second Instagram account for a while, um, freaking zookeeper, and it's mm-hmm. it was good and it was fun to put out the content and like have the sources and you know, just be able to put the intelligent information out there mm-hmm. and know that it's available. But the amount of, like, the the ratio of people who would argue for the sake of arguing and just be an asshole and just, like, be the so dead set in their ways, no matter how many scholarly articles you send to them, versus... Mm-hmm the people who would disagree with you and then you'd have a conversation like, wow, I, I never thought of it that way. The, the ratio is so ridiculously skewed to where yeah. most, like you're just dealing with negativity all the time. Mm-hmm. That it's, I was just like, you know, like it's not, it's not worth it. And like you said, in the grand scheme of things, like our planet has been dying since at least the seventies, I think, right? Like, isn't that when we were first like, Hey, uh, yeah, that was first in the green these, movement. Uh, yeah. These temperatures are peculiar. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. So, it's, yeah. and it's, it's just like, and climate change is a different issue that is, that is an issue and needs to be addressed. Oh, like, absolutely. On the, in the, the way that 
animal rights activists use climate change to perpetuate their own agenda is is it it delves itself it ends up delving into a more extreme like obviously on the one hand large animal agriculture like big big farm and big pharma probably but all all of those are are not ideal and i get that mm-hmm. but then you start uh, they start attacking zoological facilities that are working on conservation projects because there are animals under their care and then it's like well do you want to fight climate change or no cuz if these all these animals go extinct we're not going to be able to no matter what we do if the animals that are also important and valued in the ecosystem are not there because we've just let them go extinct because no one wants to support captive breeding programs we're mm-hmm. like we're still we're never going to reach a balance if we don't keep those animals around you see what i'm right. saying right right mm-hmm. and arguably like we're we're just gonna i mean worst case scenario the human human species eventually goes extinct along with all these other animals and a few like there will be some maybe it's the age of insects after us right that's just, that's just facts like yeah right because the people will tell you the earth is dying but the earth is not dying things on the oh earth no the earth will be here long yeah. after we're gone yeah exactly and yeah. so we're all freaking out because we're we're at a point now where we're not going to be able to evolve more than likely at, at the rate we need to be evolving much like all the other animals on the planet right? to survive and adjust to survive adapt the onslaught to, of the yeah, climate change to yeah. adapt to mm-hmm. this new climate that the earth mm-hmm. is now at. Right. I hate ending a sentence with a preposition, but there we are. Well then just end it with the word asshole after ad. Yeah. That's how that's how you Great. take care of that. <laughs> um, that's a life hack from me to you. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you just tuning in, uh, Camille is not only a comedian in the Bay Area, Northern California, but she is also a biologist and zookeeper. So that is why why she went off on this tangent yes that's why the concern so so you're dealing with a a double-edged sword here camille the comedian camille the zookeeper uh camille the contrarian here we are yeah there you go here for you contrarian camille wasn't there a mother goose rhyme about her well are you looking forward to the uh first the the pilot episode of uh, late night at a reasonable hour with Camille. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I I am trying to so this this first show is actually it's a little different because Mike who's headlining it's also his 30th birthday. Oh wow, so, that's fun. Yeah. And it's I don't know. So I don't I kind of want to make it almost like a whole event where it's like, we're all here for one thing, which is Mike's birthday, but we're also not at all here for that one thing because it's, (laughs) 
a comedy show. <laughs> right, right. So I, I want to, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out fun ways to like reference it or maybe like do fun, stupid shit, make him do something dumb. I don't know. Right. right. I don't know. I'm just yeah, trying to figure, figure out a way out. to like break up the comedy with other stuff just to, to almost like cleanse the palate in between, you know? Mm. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, yeah, you've been talking about that for a while. I don't really have any ideas that way. I know, me neither. But obviously you do, you know. <laughs> it's going to be a variety show. You need to get jugglers and acrobats and stuff on the, on the show. Like yeah, the that'd Sullivan be pretty cool. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm I'm waiting for the inspiration to hit me as opposed to me, like, begging Forcing it, yeah. Reaching, yeah. Just reaching. Yeah, I, I think that's prudent. That's a good idea. Yeah, me too. I'm like pretty, I'm pretty smart like that. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys, that's it from us. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Let us know what you think on whatever streaming device you use. You can also find us on Instagram. I am at. Mariel Camille. That's M-A-R-I-E-L-C-A-M-I-L-L-E. And you can uh, look for me at C Dubs. That's C underscore D-U-B-Z-Z-Z. You can also follow me on Instagram at the official pianimator. Oh, he's got two Instagrams. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, he's uh, got so, you know. <laughs> hey. <laughs>